This just in, Justin. Oh, that's fun. Oh, oh I like that. <laughs> that's you got my attention. Fun. This just in, Justin. Uh, the gamers are mad. Ooh. Again, I feel like that's the breaking news topic every week. Uh, but the gamers are mad that Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn from the footage doesn't uh, meet their standards of what women look like. Uh, I'm not going to read the tweaks. I don't think it, I don't want to like give it that sort of legitimacy as being some sort of research I've had to do. Uh, but if I think <laughs> just about everyone knows what this tweet is. Some guy said that Aloy doesn't look hot enough, I guess. So he made an edit of her like smiling with like makeup on and it just looks like mm. some horrific like doll. Uh, yeah. Now, Justin, they said they ended their tweet by saying like hire fans. Is that <laughs> do you, do the gamers think that the people who work on the games aren't fans of the games? <laughs> like they want their game to be like not great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the idea of that saying like hire fans, they they did. They do. Right. They, they are <laughs> the fans of it. Weirdly so enough. Go figure. Yes. I think I think like speaking to that point, I think we're in a cool place now with things like Star Wars because people mm. who are making Star Wars movies today are most likely, I'm just going to take a stab at it, Star Wars fans. Big fans of the series, yeah. Yeah, so like they are like living their dream by like making the canon thing, so they are able to do that. So you have the the creative and the fan as one wonderful person. Um, but uh, uh, this guy on the, twit, on the Twitter, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not that creative I want. <laughs> no, and here's the thing. Like, here's how... My, I can't fathom how much it would. I, hey, listener, I'm sorry that we're starting with this sort of energy. It's just like I want to talk about it. Um, I can't fathom. Like spending your whole life being like, OK, I'm going to get into making video games or, you know, talking about Star Wars or whatever. I'm going to devote my whole life to doing this thing that I've been passionate about since I was a kid. And then you do it and you do it really well. And then there's people being like. Hey, you actually suck at this really bad. Here's my monstrosity doll fake woman image I've made and being like, I'm actually doing this better than you. There's been there's been this like discourse around like game reviewers and stuff. And as someone who's reviewed games, uh, people who don't review games or don't do it for like a job don't understand that like it's not necessarily super fun. Like, it is fun to play games, but, like, when you're playing video games for work, it's work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I think we'll talk about this um, in a few weeks here. We we'd sort of touched on talking about, like, how we play games when we talk about them on the show. But, like, it's not as relaxing because you have to be a little bit more active about thinking about it. And on top of that, uh, it like, it doesn't pay super – like, people don't want to do this because it, there's a lot of money in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so what and, I'm, tr what I'm the, trying to the, say is, yeah, go on. Oh, the turnaround with sometimes you get these codes and you got to play a 42 hour game in a day. Yeah. Tell me how that works, friends. Good, how does right. that work? So it, it is parallel with that thing where it's like you work so long to be able to do this thing. And then fans of that thing are just like, I can actually do this better. And it's laughable how horrific it is <laughs> i think i think having fans talk about things isn't is important right like i of think course. knowing what your fan base wants is an important thing and like yeah. listening to fan 
bases does not mean doing what they say. It means listening and kind of taking that feedback and thinking if that feedback is something that is a legitimate thing that they need to work on or maybe it's a fun idea. But I always like go back to The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Is that the story I would have told? Probably not. I don't think I'm good enough to come up with a story like The Last of Us Part Two, but that would right, not be right. the story I wrote. However, that is the story that Naughty Dog wrote. And I respect yeah. the hell out of that. And I like yeah. their story. And I want to hear their stories. So, like, I want these creative people. Like, I trust, uh, was Gorilla Games, right? For Horizon? Yeah. Yeah. I trust their vision. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I love that story. I want to know where they're going to take it. I want to see where it goes. Um, and I want to see what they want to tell me. Yeah. Well, and even, like, in line with that, like, the criticism, too, is so fucking stupid about what this woman looks like. I don't know. Like, I I think Aloy looks like a real person, like a real woman in the footage of that game. And to say that, first of all, that she doesn't, and second of all, to be like, she needs to be more feminine. I don't know. Like, I think she's feminine enough. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. It's just not 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 yeah, a good take. Not a no. good take, Internet. No, should have should have kept that one in the drafts, as they say. And and even even with that, I appreciate people calling this out. I appreciate that we're starting a podcast with this, saying that that's not cool. Like that's not yeah. a good. <laughs> that like I, that's just as important when someone says something like that to like call it out. And I think when you call something out, it doesn't have to be an attack. And it is not necessarily attack unless the person takes it that way. Calling something out is the start of a conversation. And having these conversations is what moves society forward. So if someone yeah. posts something that is sexist or saying that this girl isn't hot enough or whatever like that, um, and no one checks that person, they're going to think it's okay. For sure. 100%. So if 100%. you see something that you disagree with, it does not you don't ha- necessarily have to attack that person unless they give you grounds and they respond like negatively. Call it out say that that's not cool and how that person reacts if they react saying like uh no you're stupid you're dumb that tells you a lot about that person and that's an argument you're never going to win but when you see something you got to have that engage in that conversation even if it's it's bad though the internet isn't always the best place to have these conversations no 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 and i'll say that this guy uh i don't know him but the way he perhaps has presented himself uh not great (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's, I'll just stick with not great, not the kind of person who I would want to talk to, but sorry about that. It's Hitbox! Welcome back to Hitbox, episode 45. Ooh, that's like Michael Jordan's comeback number. Is it? I don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, there's this whole thing because 23 was retired when he retired and he came back and he wanted to be it. And they're like, nah, and he's like, I'll be 45. And then he had a bad game and he's like, screw that. I'm going to be 23 again. It's actually really great. A fun recommendation. I know this is a video game podcast. The Last Dance is probably one of the best pieces of media I have ever watched. (laughs) I mean, I'm a Bulls fan, obviously, but I think even if you're like 
Michael Jordan transcends sports. He's like one of those people that is known throughout the world, I think, as yes. whether you care about sports or not. But like watching The Last Dance and like getting a look into the kind of person Michael Jordan was in the kind of like almost psychotic focus he had on being the best in the world is it's mm-hmm. just an amazing like look into the human condition um and i'm also a bulls fan so that was also nice for me but you sure. don't have to be a bulls fan to really care about it uh but michael he, jordan uh, i don't think i'd be friends with him but boy do i respect that guy he played baseball too for two seasons i believe on the white Sox. And yeah it was not very good yeah <laughs> from to my to my understanding well he's not very good but that was not his sport well uh, precisely i i think that yeah. Him being like the face of basketball. I mean, obviously there are other like excellent basketball <laughs> players, but like still so many years out of the game, like being sort of widely recognized worldwide as like the best ever. Uh, I think he's allowed to be just okay at baseball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who are we? We're, I'm out of my depth. I know you're not because you're like an actual sports fan. I am far out of my depth. I want to talk about video games. Do we introduce ourselves? I'm Peter on Spitzek, and uh, this is Justin Magovich. We're talking about uh, games. This is Hitbox. Thanks for coming, everyone. This is a fun hey, episode. So, kind of loosey-goosey. Yeah, it is, we're, I feel the energy already. Uh, so my my old username, actually my Xbox uh, username is Jammer0610. And it's mm-hmm. Jammer because not only is my initial J-A-M, Justin Alexander Matkovich, um, but I also like basketball. So it was ah, like a fun little like, play off of it, jammer. So put slam. those two things together, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Speaking of Xbox and video games and all that, what have you been playing th- 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 this week? I played uh, the Xbox Series X in my house. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of the podcast. We can retire now that we have... 45 episodes and I finally got it. <laughs> Congratulations. How uh, how did it feel? How, what have you been doing with it? Uh, tell me everything. Uh, so I finally got it because I've been checking nowinstock.net, I think .net. Um, I highly recommend that website if you're looking for something like technology-based that's pre-ordered and hard to get, whether it's Amiibos or toilet paper or uh, like okay. uh, consoles or whatever it is. Uh, by the way, if you're having trouble looking for getting toilet paper now, you're not going to the stores correctly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I went there, and uh, this was, what day was that? Uh, Wednesday or Friday? Sounds about right. You texted me about it. It was like, I think yeah. it was Friday, actually. It was like pretty recently. Um, so um, it was like Friday morning and I go on the website and, and nothing was there. And I was like, not again. And I looked the last time one was updated and they said that morning, like two hours pre pre prior, um, the, the Series X was up at Target. And I was like, come on. So I clicked on it, even though it said out of stock. I clicked Ooh. on it and there were like three available in New Lenox. And I was Ooh. like- New Lennox is a half hour away from where I am right now. So I put it in my cart and I bought it and then it was mine. <laughs> Congratulations. So I had to drive to New Lennox, which was fine because they had a Portillo's right across the street. By the way, the Jardinera hot sauce at uh, Portillo's, it's on, it's on point. It's pretty okay. good. I, okay. I recommend it for anything. Fries, chicken sandwiches, um, just spoons. Uh, it's pretty I've good. Been, but, I've been turned on to Jardinera uh, on pizza. You do Jardiner and sausage. Oh, it's a good pizza. That is actually really good. the The sauce itself is like almost like a like Thousand Island kind of sauce. It, it okay, kind of looks okay. like that. Um, so it's got a little. It, it's a little bit more like drippy. Um, but I Jardiner is one of my favorite things. I uh, have only recently come onto it. But anyway, so you went to this Target 
in Luna, Lu- yeah. in New Lennox, excuse me. New Lennox. Uh, and and uh, I literally, uh, there's a picture of Twitter of me. I literally put in my, my passenger seat and put yeah. the seatbelt on just <laughs> yeah. to protect it because I was, in fact, nervous I'd get in a car accident on the way home or something like just that. Just destroyed. Or, yeah. Yeah, like after all that effort. Um, and when I was walking out of the Target, uh, a guy uh, saw me carrying it just like with a big smile on my face, except I had a mask on. And uh, he said, um, oh, that's pretty cool. What is the first thing you're going to play on it? Um, and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to play Outriders. And, and, I, and when I said that and he had no idea, like <laughs> he had no recognition was. in his face about yeah. what Outriders was. And I'm like, you're just asking that because you think <laughs> it, you need to, not because you know anything and you're jealous. Sure. Um, maybe he was jealous and maybe he didn't know because he couldn't get a series X and then no outriders with a thing on it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I took it home and, uh, a few things about the, the, the series X getting your stuff from the Xbox one to the series X was very easy. Painless. So, uh, you can actually like just transfer stuff over from your Xbox one to your series X yep. over Wi-Fi with just selecting a couple things. You can select the games you want to transfer over and it does it really easy. Awesome. And then basically, I don't need my Xbox One anymore. So if anyone wants an Xbox One, I'm your man. <laughs> That's, what kind is it? Is it a One X or just like a flat out base model Xbox One? It was it was one of the like S's, the ones that came out, like the white one that came out like afterwards. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it was not the X because I, I think I bought the the S for like it was like one hundred and sixty nine. Oh, that's right. With, with the yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order. I saw for the first time today uh in xbox series s like in person I, it was oh, I really? went to best buy. yeah elena bought a tv today so i helped, i went to best buy with her to go pick it up and because i have a hatchback car and we were just walking around and they have like just models out like, like they're not selling them but they're just like i assume gutted models that are just out there uh that's a small xbox it is much and smaller price- than i thought it'd be yeah, the price is awesome. Like, I want to call out like that's such a good deal. Like, yeah. if you were looking to get something and like you maybe not have the five hundred dollars, it's two ninety nine for that, and you can sit pretty much play everything. <laughs> like, get Game Pass and you're set. Yeah, like, um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna be very petty. So when I first got the Xbox, the actual box itself, I like yeah. was holding it and I was like, this box just looks like a lame box. It's so Are lame. You kidding looking. me? Really? No, I'm. I'm gonna get further and like just the okay. outside of it. But then you open it up and it's like. It's like it suspended. like literally is presented to you, <laughs> yes. and I was like, "Ooh, this is so fun!" <laughs> and like, it was like a transformer box. You open it up, and it was like a little stand and all these foam. It, I was, I loved it. It was awesome on the inside, quality looking. Um, but this might not be a surprise to you. I actually had a harder time fitting it in my entertainment system than I did with my PlayStation Five. <laughs> I assume because when you got the PlayStation Five, you had like just cleared everything off, like just pushing clocks. Uh, no, I, and I, I, I can. There, I have three places where you can put a console in my okay. entertainment stand, and the PlayStation Five again horizontal fits in all three right. of them. Not a problem. Uh, got it. Got it. The Series X little barely tall. fit. Barely fit, and this is still horizontal in the right. middle section where I had my uh, the, my PlayStation Five initially. So I had to like do a lot of rearranging for it again, more so than I did for my PlayStation Five, which is ironic. Um, it's not a good looking system on its side. I'm going to be honest with you. Ah, uh, you know that's really interesting because I think that the PS Five is fine looking. Like I, 
I think I on the show I said that it's ugly, and I might still stand by that depending on my mood. But I think the Xbox is very sleek. I like that the green comes out the top. I, I know on its side it looks a little bit less cool, but I still think it looks nice on its side. It, well, to like the, the thing PS5. that bothers me about it being on the side is the fact that, first of all, the stand, the bottom part, is always just on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah. And the Xbox logo, which is the only thing that I can see lit up on it, is, is it also sideways? sideways. Yeah, okay. So I'm just like looking at that, and I'm like, Bleh. and it won't. Once I move my my old Xbox One, I won't notice that as much. But it's just like mm-hmm. just seeing it there. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm not really cool with that. Though I do have to say, I did have to assemble the PlayStation Five, and I think that's a barrier for many people. <laughs> and I mean, think back to the way that it was like. It comes out of the box, and you've got like the big cardboard like things on it and yeah compared yeah. to the the hanging as if being handed to you the way it the was Xbox it like literally box. it felt like someone was like just being like like i i thought i almost thought like angels were gonna start singing yeah. when i opened that yeah. box like one of those greeting cards that you open in like one of those like hops and yo-yo start singing at you i thought yeah, it was yeah. gonna be like like uh phil spencer literally like being like you've done it finally or something like that but <laughs> um the my my quick just review of things is the controller is awesome. I love how heavy it is. It's very similar to the to the uh, elites uh, two that I have. Okay. Um, in terms of its weight, I like the feel of it. It's much better than the Xbox One controller weight alone, but it just feels like more of a quality piece of hardware than um, the other one. Yeah. Um, and the the interface is fine. I would say my my negative side of thing is that it. it it's like a new thing, but also like everything I could do before I can still do now. It just looks and runs better. Yes, it it felt like starting it up. You're like, OK, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the one thing I really liked about um, the uh, PlayStation 5 is how they had Astro Bot uh, Rescue Mission. It was not Rescue Mission, the Astro's Playroom. They had that Astro's installed. Player, yeah. So you right, literally right can play it immediately. You put it in, you plug it on, you sign in, you're playing something. You can't do that when you first open this toy up. You had to download something or transfer something first. And yeah. we're talking about like the first 30 minutes of it being annoying. And then after that, it's just kind of like whatever. But uh, it's it's a good system. I'm glad I have it. Uh, it's I'm still looking forward to seeing what is required playing on that system yeah. for me. Yeah. And we all know the medium is not that, right? <laughs> I was going to say, well, you've got, you can play the medium now and you it's not going to set anything on fire. Like your yeah, PC is going to yeah. be fine because it's not even in the equation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, by the way, both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox uh, Series X make noises. Their, their fans blow pretty hard for me. Um, my Xbox does not, or at least I've not experienced that. And I, I ran that thing pretty hard with cyberpunk. Are you kidding me? Uh, (laughs) That is the only time it has ever crashed. Whereas the PS five has crashed once or twice for me. Um, uh, but the, the fan on the PlayStation, apparently it's because of, and I was talking to someone else who had a PS five with the disc less version of it. Uh, and he was saying that like, because, the disc drive was not initially intended to be a part of the system that like, that's why mm. it makes the sound. I have no yeah. idea if that's true or not, but I, I, I agree though. The games that have a disc in it do make louder sounds for the PlayStation five. Yeah. That's like, I can just tell it makes louder sounds. And, um, the, the series X is quieter. 
Yeah. I still hear its fan. It is quieter. I also don't think where it is in my entertainment system is probably best for airflow with it on mm. its side and stuff like that. So I think that might be part of it. But um, overall, controller's great. Runs great. Don't have issues with it. Um, I played Outriders, and I really love that game. I was going to ask. Uh, so Outriders, let's talk about this briefly. Uh, yeah. I think I said when I was playing it, like, this is... I liked it right away, like at the beginning, and then I got to a point where I was like, actually, fuck this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember exactly what that point was, but I was like, uh, this sucks. Um, but the whole time I'm like, this is a game Justin will love. Yeah, no, I love it. I, there's like the the um, the combat itself. I really like I'm playing the Devastator class, which is the same I played in the in the preview build. Um, uh, I like the fact that you have to like really manage your health by doing it. It reminds me a lot like Doom. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, like how the combat, like you have to be aggressive to get health and upgrades and yeah. stuff like that. So you can't just hide behind cover and you got to be active and in jumping into things. So like pairing like a good like SMG and a shotgun with my abilities is awesome. And I feel like the abilities, the cooldowns are so quick and everything. And um, it, I really like, it's just a fun gameplay loop to go through over yeah. and over again. And I like the world tier system because I feel like as I level up and the things get harder, I'm getting better and I still have I keep my world tier as high as I can do at this point because I still feel like it's difficult and it's hard at point, but I never feel like it's insurmountable. And I really do like that, yeah. that I feel like I, I just need to be better. And it's it's if I mess something up and it's hard, it's not because the game is too hard necessarily. Mm -hmm. I just have not I'm not the best I can be. What tier are you on? 4. Okay, cuz it that shattered for me at tier seven. Oh, good where, Can't it, wait where it got that. where it got to the point where i was like this is too hard for me to be able to do but uh i still th i think you were gonna like this game a lot yeah um, and um uh, it's <laughs> this this might be controversial i don't think it's controversial I've, I've i've said this before i've also played a crap ton of mass effect legendary edition this week okay are you playing that on the Xbox or on PlayStation? Uh, I play PlayStation Five. Um, I put like seventeen hours in. I'm pretty far along in Mass Effect One. I'm I'm just doing all the side missions so I can get the best ending because that's the kind of person I am. Uh, but the combat in Outriders makes me feel like what Mass Effect One wants to be. Sure. Yeah, we're using the powers and yeah, with its powers and everything and, yeah. like that, and it's just much more responsive. So I think coming from Mass Effect and going to Outriders, I think that's even more of a reason why I'm just like ah, an actual shooter. <laughs> yeah, and that's nothing against Mass Effect Legendary Edition, um, because I think there's definitely a lot of good things in that. But I I just really like the the gunplay in Outriders way more um, than. Um, uh, not that I thought, but way more than like the Mass Effect, and it's really good gunplay, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, can I talk about Mass Effect real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, beat Mass Effect One. Uh, it's a good game. I liked it. I think I'm gonna play through the other the other two as well. And they only uh, get better. And I and I don't want to be that yeah. person. Like, and specifically, not only like the gameplay itself, but I think the stories, like it just builds on itself in such an awesome way. And to sure. play them on the same save file, you are not gonna be disappointed. And that's the thing, because I sort of thought, because I, I heard a lot of people saying, like, you could probably just skip Mass Effect 1, but I never played it before, and I thought, like, yeah, I want to I wanna try this out. So uh, I, I did that. It's interesting that you say that you're doing all this side stuff, because I did not really find a lot of side content. I, I wasn't necessarily, like, looking for it, um, but, and I would do those side missions when I found them, but I found that, like, 
there weren't a whole lot of, hey, go to this new planet. For example, the only crewmate that gave me a side mission was Garrus. Everyone else, I would go talk to them after every single mission and they didn't have a lot to say, um, which felt kind of weird. But uh, we'll see if that matters <laughs> throughout the other games. So, uh, I mean, I think the, the game does a pretty good job of separating um, main and side missions. And mm. if you do too many of the main missions before you do the side missions, you start to lose a lot of the side missions. Um, okay. So, and, and you get to like points of no return. Um, like you told me, like when, when you uh, uh, had a character kill another character by accident. Oh my gosh. How, how long were you playing the game when that happened? Not long. And I looked and, up how to make that not happen to see if I could like load a save or something like that. And they basically said, here, spoilers. Uh, Ashley, the spacist, I think we talked about this, killed uh, Rex. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. He was with me for mm -hmm. all of 10 minutes. Um, and I looked it up and it's like, if you have found, if you did a side mission, uh, he has a level of trust in you. And I was like, oh, was not even offered. <laughs> did not right. ever come and, up. But and, and but that's the thing because those those side you you build to get to those missions by doing the side missions before you progress too far in the story. Mm. So if you're mainlining those story ones, like when you first get on the map, they show you like three areas to go that are all main missions. You do those, you move too far along to like get a lot of that progression. Yeah. So my recommendation for you when you're playing Mass Effect Two is don't do the main missions until you talk to all of your companions and do all of their loyalty missions. Yeah, because to my knowledge, Mass Effect 2 is the one where like, hey, if you don't do the side missions, uh, your whole crew dies. Yeah, this this is uh, not a spoiler. Like, Any character can die in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, uh, so I don't want that to happen, but right. I was Some I was of them you of might like, want to die. Yeah, I mean, there were characters in Mass Effect. Well, I let Ashley, literally, so the she kills Rex, and I am mad at her. Commander Shepard is very mad at her. Uh, and then it comes time to like, who are you going to save, Caden or Ashley? I'm like, it's going to be Caden. Sorry, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> you did this to yourself. Get out of here. So, um, yeah, um, I, 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 I love going back through this Mass Effect story. It's I mean, you want to look at a Justin Makovich ass game. It's Mass oh, Effect. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is my game. And Mass Effect 1 is more so my game than Mass Effect 2 and 3 because of the Mako stuff. And I know people hate the Mako stuff. But, yeah. Can we talk about the Mako? So sure. I never, I never played Mass Effect 1. And I remember hearing, like, infamously basically saying, like, yeah, um, the, the, it's a good game except you spend so much time in this vehicle. And, like, yeah, you do. But it's not, first of all, that much time. And second of all, it's, like, it's fun. It's fine. It's like not bad. It's serviceable. So but every side mission, go to a new yeah. planet, get in the Mako, clear out the map. Sure. Okay. And every Maybe like then, side yeah. mission thing is like the same area, the same cave, the same thing, the same mm -hmm. enemy. So it can be pretty repetitive, but the Mako controls also were apparently were improved right not as good in yeah. the original one and i don't and i'm not i don't want to i'm not a contrarian I don't, I don't i don't do this just to like poke the bear trust me like i don't i like mass effect one because in this game you go to these worlds and it's like kind of that you ubisoft open world clear a map kind of thing and you don't get that kind of free range in the other mass effects it's much mm -hmm. more linear when you go to a world they basically replace um, random planet ex exploration stuff on your Mako with you just probe a planet yeah. and get resources from it. 
and they have some of that in this one with like surveying and stuff, but um, it's much more open, and I feel like I'm a space explorer in Mass Effect um, 1 rather than a Mass Effect 2. I just get these new places to go to because I talk to a guy enough. Yeah. So I, I trust me, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Mass Effect 1's a better game than Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, but it's a more me game than the other ones, but the other ones are just as much of a me game. But sure. I also played Mass Effect OG this week to compare. Oh. I wanted to see the differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Game Pass, so I played the original one. And um, first of all, it looks so much better. Um, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. some, I mean, that's the easy comparison. Uh, the shooting is a lot better. They the they in the original ones you have a big circle that you shoot with. They've tightened it down in the in the remaster to make it more like you're actually like shooting with a reticle rather than like a big open circle that you try to have mm. to get in the middle of. Um, and like some of the like just like whenever you sprint in the original one, you I get motion sickness. Like there was oh, so really? there were so many times when I was like getting a little like up and down. And I do remember that I would I would kind of get a little bit thicky when I played the original one, um, just because of the, how the camera moves and everything. Um mm-hmm. so easily the best and the the only way to play Mass Effect is with the legendary edition. That like okay. don't go back to the old one. It's not worth sure. it. Any of the changes they make, you're not gonna miss out on any of that stuff. But it, it was it was fun to kind of play the first three hours um both ways to kind of like see what i liked and what i didn't like sure yeah that makes sense you want to talk about turn boy real quick i i you said that you started playing it yeah yeah it's great um i played it on the switch and i beat it it's not that long probably like two hours probably um the the most interesting stuff like a zelda game again it's like a top-down zelda game uh and each quote-unquote dungeon or area you go to you get a new power they just don't do a really good job about mixing all the powers together in puzzles. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of points, like a couple of rooms that use all of them pretty well. But I think there's such interesting tools that you get. You have um, a sword, you have a watering can, uh, you have kick boots, you get a hazmat suit that lets you burn yourself. And then you have like a portal gun. Those are like kind of like your weapons. Hmm, And like, there, there would be some really interesting potential puzzles to do with them, but they just don't really go that deep into it. And I actually, uh, we were kind of talking before, one of the things, I was having a lot of technical issues with the game. Like, hmm. it was near the end when you're, like, trying to, when you have a couple enemies coming at you and you're, like, trying to dodge and avoid stuff. Like, it was, like, slowing down. And I don't know if that's a Switch problem or a game problem, but if it's a Switch problem, this ain't the most graphically demanding game I was going to say, it seems pretty simple, like just very simple sprites. Right, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so like it, it like it, it's I love the tone of the game. It makes me laugh. It gets my humor. I love how Turnip yes. Boy doesn't say anything. Basically, wh- there's this one part part where like a blueberry loses her phone and you give it back to her. And then um, she says, thanks for giving my phone back. And then you talk to her again and she's like, hey, did you change my password? And instead of <laughs> saying nothing, you get like a devil emoji <laughs> that you respond with. <laughs> It was just like, I was like, they get it. They get this humor stuff. It's pretty good. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into it more. There's some weird messed up stuff, like implications about the world that kind of happen. The second to last boss was the only time I really struggled with the game in terms of difficulty. Okay. Um, But like that whole second to last thing, you're basically in a a fallout shelter and they have some really like, it's dark and not even Mm. close to trying to be funny with how Mm. they do it. 
and it was just a weird tone shift for that one dungeon. It reminds me of the Shadow Temple in Ocarina of Time. Like it's like, where did this, oh, yeah. this nightmare come from in the middle of this game? Um, but uh, yeah, I recommend it. Um, is it worth fifteen dollars? It it got me through an afternoon, and I enjoyed it. So made you laugh. There you, uh, yeah, it did more than most comical games can say yeah, right <laughs> Most comedy and like, games oh that is the one like genre where it's like games are so behind everything else like every other form of media we're like not even a little bit <laughs> like yeah anyway. <laughs> uh very briefly i want to talk about knockout city have you heard about this game i did uh, i actually downloaded it for my switch um i was gonna play because they have like a free like 10 day trial thing for it sure uh, but I, the, then I got the Series X, and I didn't have time for that, and it's on Game Pass. So. Free on Game Pass. Boom! I'm uh, playing it on, on Xbox on Game Pass. Uh, it's fun. It's just a dodgeball game. It has uh, the potential to be something great, and I'm going to be curious to see how it sort of continues. Um, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's pretty good. You, it's, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. It's just dodgeball games, and there's a handful of different modes, but it's Usually three on three, uh, just throwing dodgeballs at each other. And <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I like it. So we talked about Horizon a little bit in the intro. Uh, and, and I don't want to keep talking about the gamers, but I do want to talk about the Horizon gameplay because they released 14 minutes. Guerrilla Games did a state of play for uh, PlayStation. Uh, 14 minutes of Horizon and Forbidden West gameplay. Uh, did you watch it? I did. I yeah, I, I, I watched it. Um, I watched it twice uh, on the live stream and in 4K. And let me tell you something. It's a pretty looking game. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's a good looking game for sure. Uh, so you played the first Horizon, right? Uh, so I played the original Horizon Zero Dawn, one of my favorite games um, of last generation. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, you can put pretty much most of the Sony uh, action adventure third person games as my favorite games of last generation. But I think this one was special. And the thing that really got me about it was the story was awesome. And yeah. how that story developed was just awesome. And the I didn't love the combat until I got the platinum because that was one of the first mm. things where they make you like hunt all the different beasts and like get yeah. their weak points and like go about like attacking them. So when I was doing the platinum and I was going through the comp, like I thought the combat was fine. Don't get me wrong. But then to get the platinum, you had to use all of your gadgets, all of your skills, like really like find like where, how to like attack each one of these animals. Uh, and that's where I was like, this is actually really good. And I never went back to play the frozen, whoa, whoa frozen tundra. DLC. Wilds. Yeah, I, don't yeah know. I never went back to play that, um, but I might. I just don't know if I can play the game all the way through again with how bad my backlog is right now. <laughs> yeah, so I started it, and then my friend lent me Spider-Man, and I played Spider-Man instead. So I started it. I got decent way through it, but like if I am going to go back and replay it, I'm going to start it from the beginning because I, I mean, I remember some of it, but I definitely don't remember like how to play it. Uh, but if... Horizon Forbidden West comes out this year. I might have to just there's like a difficulty setting called like story mode or something like that. That's how I might do it just to like crank through it and get the story. And then that way I'm good for the sequel. Uh, I don't, my my negative view of that is that the game is not necessarily hard. It's long. Yeah. Okay. 
And it's yeah. like one of those that just kind of like really like balloons into its story. It starts very personal. And like, cause you got to the end of that first thing with all your friends that you meet and you think it's going to be about you and your friends. And then they, and then they just get murdered, murdered. immediately. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I that's did. not really a spoiler. Cause that's literally in the first like two hours. Um, but uh, the the game is just really big in its story and very dense, like finding out what happened to the world, who you are, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's one of the best parts about it. Right. So like I, you know, I, well, however you play a game, just it's a good, good enough story to play. So I thought the gameplay for Forbidden West looks great. Uh, the one, the mm-hmm. thing that like got me because to me, it looks like a more Horizon Zero Dawn, which I I liked the game. I just didn't finish it. Um, and not for any other reason other than I got distracted. And then I think I played Spider-Man and then that was like, got me to February and then the coronavirus. Uh, so I've been meaning to get back to it, but like yeah. world ending event, wasn't something you want to play about, you know? No, no, weirdly enough. But huh. the one cool thing that got me, and I don't know why, like this is so specific is when she pulls out that little like vial and sticks it into her spear like that whole animation, uh, that attack animation was so cool and like not expect it. It was an animation that didn't feel super in place in the like the stuff they were showing, but not in a bad way, in a like surprising and like very interesting way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, th- this might make it sound like it's not as cool as it was. A lot of like the finishers you use in Assassin's Creed games. Oh, sure, sure. And I think if they have any kind of like level of that to the combat, that will just add a lot to it and really make your melee stuff, which everyone would always complain about how the melee and the actually fighting humans wasn't fun in the original game. So if they make that more of a focus, I think that could be awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the only thing is, like for me, if it's going to be the length of the first one, you're going to be you're going to have to change that animation up a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. wow, that was cool the first time seeing it here, and it'll be cool the first time you do it in an actual game. But by the time you're just like doing it over and over and over again, it'll be like all right. Uh, so I'll be I interested still to love, see though, how they do in that. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like 45 hours in, whenever I do that jump animation and let's jump on a fool and like stab yeah. him from the. I still love that, and I've seen that a million times. I like um, the one with hand axes where you like push him back, and like one hand just whoop head that comes clean off. I'm a fan yeah, of that one. Yeah, I can watch that a few times. I got a yeah. platinum that game. Good luck. Another 55 hours to get that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot. Uh, can I tell you something about Horizon setting that really got me? Very, very, mm-hmm. like, tropical. And, and like, the water's, like, crystal clear and stuff. And it's, like, a refreshing take because I feel like so much, so many games are, like, dark, like, like figuratively, but also, like, literally dark. Um, you know, like, Last of Us, so many, so many like the Sony games are so washed out because it's got a clear visual style. But with this one, it's so bright and the colors are really deep and popping and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was refreshing and, and it's nice to yeah, look at. And I love how like one of the best things about that animation is like that red, how those reds just really pop next to all yeah. those other colors. And the red is the thing that's killing the world. <laughs> like it's oh, like it? so it's so like oddly ironic that some of the beauty in that is actually the thing that's like destroying everything. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Uh, sure. And it's, it's really good. I, I, I am, I'm happy that I hope they don't do too many spoilers, uh, even like unintentional spoilers about the original story um, okay. in all the promotional material for this one. Um, because there's some cool reveals about I had the stuff. very end spoiled for me, <laughs> which is like a very 
cool sounding reveal to me. Um, yeah, but I'm sure it'll hit just the same actually playing it. But uh, I, don't, I don't have much else to say other than, hey, that looks like a good game. Yeah, I'm more. If, I'm, if, yeah, go on. If it's even a little bit uh, like and I know the joke was like Breath of the Wild and this came out at the same time. If this steals and it looks like it is, if it's yeah. stealing a little bit of the Breath of the Wild, like exploring stuff, there was a parasail in this game. It looks like there's going to be at least the option to climb a little bit more. I think that's only going to be good for the game. And I'm shocked that more games haven't stolen it. So I wrote about this this week. Everyone's like baffled and surprised that this game has any inspiration from breath of the wild as if that's not the best <laughs> open world yeah game of the past ever maybe like it's a good thing because the people who played this game played breath of the wild i'm sure uh, who made this game played breath of the wild i'm sure and we're like yo that's dope we're gonna put it in our game and, and i don't know i think they seem like they have two completely separate identities as games yeah. so and i don't know my, my- my complaint about Horizon Zero Dawn was that I couldn't climb anything. And yeah. guess what's an easy thing to add? Climbing mostly anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't understand why people get so upset when like things take inspiration from other great things. Because, like, I don't know. Imagine Horizon Zero Dawn, but with a lot of those mechanics from Breath of the Wild. Oh, a very good game? <laughs> Sorry. That cool cooking song? I actually didn't like the cooking in Breath of the Wild because you couldn't cook multiple things no, no, at once. No, not the cooking, the song that plays whenever oh, you do you it. Did. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But then it's always like, dubious food. I'm like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm, I am more inclined to play, the, it, like, if this comes out this year, I'm more inclined to play this game than uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say God of War because <laughs> that game is awesome. you got to play that game. Uh, no, I was I'll watching. Probably, yeah. I was on YouTube watching gamers react to the ending of God of War, and I was like, oh, I love this game so much. It's so good. I'm I'm excited to get into that one as well. Uh, did you watch the Sonic showcase? And I went fast. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched it too. Um, as like a closeted Sonic fan, um, it made me feel like a Sonic fan where I kind of got my hopes up and then I was like, I'm not a Sonic. Don't look at me. I'm not a Sonic fan. <laughs> they didn't really announce much other than a sonic colors remaster which i'm not gonna buy um and then a bunch of weird tie-ins that i didn't necessarily get stoked about can we full stop for a second what the hell is the olympic games tokyo 2020 like so yeah i feel (laughs) obviously it is the coronavirus was not anticipated by anyone to be what it was uh they make video games for each olympic olympics i think i don't know if it's everyone but i know they do frequently and not just the sonic and mario olympic games which is are the best types of sports games by the right. way right <laughs> um but yeah sonic's in the olympic games but he doesn't look like sonic he looks like a person wearing a sonic costume which yeah is, and it's really makes me feel gross really weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh same thing for he's in uh what is this game called two point hospital two point uh yeah i also didn't play that one but um he is in that as well <laughs> he's also uh, in the lost judgment he's gonna be in lost judgment uh as an arcade oh, yeah. game as sonic the and fighters you, yeah and like the good thing about that is like if you ever played the yakuza or the lost or judgment i guess they have like arcade games that you can play like full old sega arcade games so they have a bunch yeah. of like sonic stuff in there which is kind of cool that they just have that little tie-in doesn't hurt them at all um no it's it's cool 
Uh, they did have one big and one more thing announcement that it might have been big, but like, um, what what is it? You know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing when you do like a okay. So so if you didn't see it, they they said, "All right, thanks for watching." And then like I don't know who it was, but some guy was like, uh, "Actually, I think it was we the have creator one- of Sonic." maybe isn't that uh it doesn't matter uh <laughs> no one cares um he was like he was like actually we have one more thing to show you and we you see just like a 30 second animation of sonic running through the forest and then it pulls out as if to reveal the title of the game oh and it's like this is a sonic team proper game so like this is the you know a full ass sonic game um and it shows this like logo that no like that is not connected to sonic at all to my understanding and then it just says like sonic 2022 or something like that and then all the all the games it's all the consoles it's coming out for which is all of them spoilers and then no one knew what it meant (laughs) like i guess you know it's cryptic and you're teasing that there is a game in development but like i think when you do that like you want people to know what it is (laughs) so i think I think people like found that it's called like Sonic Rangers or something like that, but that's not cool. even an established thing. So who Great. knows? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I just don't think they had that Sonic Origins thing that was like kind of like the arcade collection. It looked like um, of all the older Sonic games oh, that's coming yeah, out. Yeah. I look at those and I'm much not excited by it. I just I, I, I think my one thing I love Sonic for is Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which is a, probably a controversial take. I think <laughs> going back to it like it's not very good but it's fun it's like campy because it doesn't know that it's campy it doesn't know that it's bad i always feel like sonic is a big deal but just why uh i think because i mean sonic was a big deal in like 2d and then he made the transition to 3d and just botched it and has never been able to recover yeah yeah i mean i mean like i'd rather play mario man and like that's saying something right (laughs) But I think that if they said, hey, this is Sonic Adventure 3, I'd probably buy it just to see. Just to oh, see. Oh, yeah. I, what I, done if they had boy. a Sonic Adventure 2 battle remaster uh, again, I would totally have, have bought that. I think that's you know what actually I want to see? Or something? I, I want to see like what the, what the take would be if they have like Sonic as old man Sonic with like a beard um, and then he has an <laughs> axe that he walks around with like a little like a baby hedgehog just toddling behind him the whole time. That's the game I want to see. Uh, you find my DeviantArt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Hey, uh, Justin, I just got an email from podcast.com. That's all that Sonic we're legally allowed to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, I mean, uh, obviously i'm kidding do you have anything else to say about this i don't i mean it's just like if this is a sonic adventure game i'll i'll play it just to see what they think it is good about like uh, do you know what i'm trying to say like yeah because sonic adventure is like their a game and and everyone knows it's their a game but they are not making them anymore or whatever. This was a like a 15 minute press conference that announced a legitimate yeah. ton of stuff Yes, it was like the like announcement after announcement. It was paced so well, and I always like think about press conferences that you want to have a lot of announcements. You want it to be paced quick like this, and I just did not care about almost anything that was announced. And I think that's just kind of sad. And that might be more about me as like not a huge Sonic fan, but I just think there weren't that big of announcements that were done there. I could be wrong, unless you really play Sonic Racing on your mobile phone. 
Yeah, I was surprised that that even existed. I was like, oh. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, isn't that a... Oh, I guess it is on your phone. Okay, Apple <laughs> yeah, Arcade. So. Can we talk about the Switch and what's going on with this? Apparently, so obviously E3 is all digital this year, but like people are just announcing stuff left and right. There was like a Dragon Quest thing that happened that apparently people were really excited oh. for that I didn't watch. Uh, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're remaking like the old ones, I guess, in like the Octopath Traveler engine. Well, no, they also said that they have a Dragon Quest uh, twelve. Yes, that's right. It's like the, the story's works. done, new combat system, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, because I know you liked eleven for sure. Yeah, but uh, apparently everyone thinks that we're going to be seeing the new Switch Pro before E3. Thoughts? Are you, like that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I I've been waiting for this since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> since the leak or like not the leak the no 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 or since whatever. the switch came out i've been waiting for oh, the be like it, we have it. a more powerful switch right now because all i ever want is to play everything on my switch if i if i never turn yeah. on my playstation again because i could just play it on my switch i would be a happier man yeah i mean like it's a great console it's just a shame that it doesn't run super well so yeah like give it to me a little bit the same thing but a little bit better yeah i'll buy that it rumored to be like 300 bucks i'd pay 300 dollars for a new switch Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if it's more than that. And like I, I'm right. impressed at how the the switch has tried and not done a horrible job at keeping up with this next gen already. Yeah. Not this next. The I guess the PS4 P, uh, Xbox one generation. But like example, you can play control on your switch. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Right. You can play the three. Witcher three and it's not the worst thing in the world. Like they have right. ways to do it. You said what, what did you say? Hitman three. I mean, like Hitman that's three, a you can play next it. gen game, yeah. But also, like, not every new generation game that's coming out is like this crazy graphical, uh, like performance thing that hurts your system and everything, and like brings mm-hmm. it to its max. I, you know, you can still play a lot of games that come out um, on, on both of them. Uh, Knockout City, what you play that on Xbox, right? Yeah, Series X. I, I would be interested to see like how that runs comparatively to um, on the Switch. Yeah. I'm sure. Here's the thing. I'm sure it runs fine. I assume that the difference is just like between 720p and 4K. Like, and, and at and the end of that, the day, not a deal breaker for me. And it's still awesome that they're able to do this. And I think it does have that Wii effect when people were trying to port everything to Wii because of how crazy it's selling. And yeah. If they can make this more competitive, like, and by making the system a little bit stronger, um, or maybe a lot more strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if they can do that. Like it's only going to make this thing last much longer, and yeah. I, I I I love the Switch in so many ways. I never thought I'd like a console as much as I would the. Sw- I never think I would like a handheld like as much as I do, and mm-hmm. and I play primarily handheld with Switch, and I love it. So yeah, bring it up, make it powerful. Get I will give you all the money. Uh, apparently, Justin, can I talk about the idea of like quote unquote like gaming insiders? Yeah, I think I think to be a gaming insider, you just need to say wild shit with no <laughs> with like no sourcing or anything. Someone was saying that uh, and here. Cut this, cut this clip and make me eat my shorts because I may be wrong and this person may be right. Someone was saying like, oh, we're going to we're going to hear about the new Super Switch or Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it uh, on Thursday. We're going to hear about it on Thursday. And uh, like outlets were writing about this. and I like looked into who this guy was and it's just a guy. 
Like, no, like, I mean, he tweets about video games. I'm sure he, you know, might work for whoever, but like, like no sort of like credentials in terms of why he knows this information or who he heard it from or whatever. Um, So I think I'm just going to start saying wild stuff. Like uh, (laughs) I heard Starfield is done. Starfield is done and it's, it's ready to come out tomorrow. And then (laughs) I guess I'm going to get a thousand retweets, but yeah, maybe. um, And, yeah, and even if, like, one person hates you, I'm sure, like, two people will like you. Uh, well, there we go. Look at that. I got great hair. Yeah. Click on my profile and be like, <laughs> oh, the guy with good hair? Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm speaking gener- in general terms. There are plenty of, in- like, industry insiders who know what they're talking about. I'm just – I've seen this trend in the past few weeks where just some random Twitter account will say some unsubstantiated, like – thought as if it's fact and it's just like I, yeah i don't know like i can't believe this this is just someone's idea so so e3 is coming up as we've sort of been alluding to this whole episode i think last episode too and we have written down some predictions now when we say when we're talking about e3 here i i don't mean to speak for you but correct me if i'm wrong we're we're it's shorthand for like the next few weeks because there is the Summer Games some. Fest. <laughs> it, right. There's the Summer Games Fest. There's E3. There's whatever Sony's going to be doing because it seems like they have some stuff that is lined up a little bit, uh, even though it's not like technically for E3 or whatever. I, like what I'm trying to say is like, I would be surprised if we didn't hear anything from them during this time. So like E3 is shorthand for this. So we've written, wrote, uh, so we've written down some predictions for E3, and one of mine is in regards to the name of this new Switch Pro model. Ooh, and okay, all right, all right. Because there a lot, there's been a lot of like talk about what it's going to be called, and because everyone's been sort of calling it the Switch Pro, and I don't like that name. Like, it's fine, but it it doesn't make me like. It doesn't feel very Nintendo to me. I don't know. They're not like necessarily going for like a hardcore gamer aesthetic you know what i mean yeah uh so i i think it's going to be called the super switch and i don't know if it's going to be the super nintendo switch or the nintendo super switch i i'm gonna actually i'm gonna say it's going to be the nintendo super switch thoughts feelings i i would like that i think the super nintendo switch sounds great i think nintendo is horrible at naming things yeah. And they're horrible at being consistent with how they name things. Sure. Like the, you know, you have your uh, Nintendo DS, your Nintendo 3DS, your Nintendo 3DS XL, the new Nintendo 3DS, the, uh, like, it's just, there's yeah. so many, it's like, you look at that as it what it is, and it's like, where did the XL come from? <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah. like, it's very, like, all over the place. I think you want something that, like, pops and i think there's so many like fan theories about what things are is they've already done themselves a disservice because people have been talking about this this is something that we knew was going to be coming not necessarily this specific announcement people would tell you that when nintendo releases a handheld there's going to be a better version of it later yeah i mean every time literally every time and people probably been speculating for a long time so now no matter what people are going to be upset do you have a do you think do you have a theory as to what it's going to be called um, the, cause I've seen, I've seen it floating around. So there's the super switch, the switch pro, the switch Two, with a new switch, the new Nintendo switch pro. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, oh, good. 
I, I, I think the new wouldn't be the wrong thing to say, and then the pro also wouldn't be a wrong thing to say. I think that's the easy one. Um, I think the Super Switch sounds better. I like that one. But I think it's going to be new and pro, and I'm just going to say both of them together. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, I don't know. Because here's the thing. Super Switch, first of all, makes it sound like Super Nintendo, which I like. But because like, the new Switch, to me, that doesn't sound like the name of a console. That sounds like I just don't know what year it is. Did you play this new Switch thing? It's 2017? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, to me, that's a little confusing, but... Uh, I think people, no matter what they end up actually calling it, I think like the Switch Pro has sort of been imbued in our brains. <laughs> so that's probably what people might just colloquially call colloquial. Yeah, I think the it. Switch Pro is like an easier way to just market it too, just because you have like uh, a plus. Like it's not like a new system necessarily. So if they name it something right. too drastic, like the Nintendo Entertainment Nintendo Entertainment System versus the Super Nintendo, were two different consoles, yeah. right? And I think they want to make sure that they know this is the same thing. It's not a new thing. It's not a new generation jump. It's just a better version of what what you have before. And I think part of the reason they do that is because of sales numbers, because I think that Mm -hmm. will turn people off if they have to buy a whole new system again. They just want to be like, you want to upgrade, but you can still get the old one if you want it. It'll be cheaper. That's the best for sales numbers. So they don't want to be too crazy. So the pro makes sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And it also sounds like, I think hearing the Nintendo Switch, like, what do I get? The, the regular Switch, the Switch Lite, or the Switch Pro? I think those three names tell you exactly what you need to know about what each one is, yeah. you know? Like, okay, well, yeah. Pro, like, I'm not necessarily looking to be a hardcore gamer. Uh, Switch Lite, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, you know, that seems a little too noncommittal for me. And then Switch is just in the middle there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think Nintendo, if they, depending on what they have to say and announce could steal the show of of this whole e3 season yeah uh, and, and I, don't, I don't know if they're going to but they building could. off of that i ha- my announcement is that nintendo will announce its new version before e3 that's your prediction it's more i mean more than that and the reason being and that's not quite the e3 prediction but they're going to do that because if they head into e3 with not having announced a new system and they had, like announced a day two or day three of E3, they've lost the the ability to every press conference before that when a new game is announced for them to be like and available on the new Super Nintendo Switch Pro. Yeah. So if they can make it, so they control the narrative that they have, boom, we're going to have this new uh, Nintendo Switch thing coming out. It's going to be powerful. It's going to do all this other stuff. And then when every other place announces it, it's like, ooh, and Nintendo again. You get more and more of that conversation yeah, yeah. going. Like that would be a marketing goldmine because they're – press they all they have to do is have it confirm that that game confirmed for their system to get more press about it um right. is nintendo always the most savvy with its marketing i, I no. <laughs> uh, hit, hit or miss hit or miss i'll say that. um I, I do think you're right though with those third party titles like you know let's say knockout city for example if they're like show off that trailer let's say it's not out show off that trailer and they're like coming to xbox playstation and the super switch pro to the squeak wool like that's going to build hype for those games but then also when nintendo does their conferences doing like hey we're talking about you know monster hunter dlc or uh, whatever other 
crazy wish lists people have for um, for those conferences, having it end every single time with, oh, and it's going to be out on the Switch Pro game changer. Like, that's a great move. And and I think like so it, that's still not quite my prediction with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think that's smart marketing, but I think it's going to be smart because when they have their conference, they can announce yeah. the game that is announced or the games that are going to be like launching alongside of the switch pro new whatever it's called because right now there's not Mm -hmm. much announced for the end of this year for nintendo switch no because they did their nintendo direct and everyone was like i can't believe nintendo has nothing coming out in 2021 it's like first of all did you watch the direct second of all (laughs) they said it's like until like it's the first half of 2021 like it's it's coming don't worry so they have a whole second half coming out. They have the Pokemon um, uh, Excellent Pearl, whatever those those are coming out. Um, oh, when are those yeah. coming out? In Bro- November? Uh, I think so. They like unceremoniously re- like talked about their release dates. Ar- Ar- then, Arceus is coming out in January or something like that. Okay. And like, remember, we all looked at that and we're like, that doesn't look that good. <laughs> we were like, yo, that's like three years away from being done. And guess what? If it's going to be running on a better yeah, Nintendo yeah, system and it's able to run that, like, first of all, that in and of itself is going to make that game seem yeah. better for me. But when they sit there and they're yeah. going to announce something big, and I guarantee you they will announce a big game at this conference. In my, in my, it's going to be a safe bet, but it's going to be Breath of the Wild, and it's going to be released with the new system. Interesting. Okay, go on. And the reason I think uh, that is because I... yeah is I think like they already know about the this is Zelda is their testing ground for the new hardware anyway when they converted that mm-hmm. to the switch they did that already with the uh the Wii U to the to the switch now it's the switch to the pro they can make it work on both and they're going to be ready to make it work on the uh the new switch so if they have those two things coming out I have I have confidence that they're going to do that. Now, maybe they're going to come out with another game, but I, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild because that's the easier one on my tongue that I know is happening. But it could easily be another big Nintendo game that they announce at sure. launch with the new Nintendo Switch Pro Deluxe XL. Point two. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I will counter you with another one of my predictions and that we are going right, to see we're going to see more of Breath of the Wild, too. But we're not going to get a release date. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to give a because the trailer initially was like there was no gameplay in it or anything like that. I think we're going to get more of a look at it, but I don't know if we're going to get an exact date. And the only reason I say that is I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but that would be the most Nintendo thing for them to do. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? To just be like, here's what's coming up. You uh, we're not going to tell you when. So uh, <laughs> and I think this Nintendo Direct could be huge. That's the thing. Like. They have been sitting in this spot for like a year where it's like they're about to come out with some crazy stuff. You know, follow ups to Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. uh, People want Metroid Prime 4, uh, Splatoon, like all sorts of follow ups to great games. And a lot of people kind of feel like they've been dropping the ball. I don't necessarily think that, but I don't think that they've been coming out with like straight bangers the way that they were in like 2017. Um but they're poised to really steal the show if they can do that. And I think they can. And I I really do think they can because uh, l- let me go into my next prediction. Yep. I really think the only two companies that have an opportunity to steal the show at this conference are Nintendo and Microsoft. I agree. 
And with Microsoft, I I have to say I was surprised that they joined Bethesda and Microsoft together as one press conference because yeah. all in the in the history of E3 since they have Bethesda conferences and Microsoft conferences both of them were like banging conferences they had big mm-hmm. announcements big games things people cared about and um now we have a 90 minute presentation for both of these <laughs> these these companies which are technically the same company right but yeah why <laughs> Because they got some I know shit why. to show you. Yeah. I don't think everyone has shit to show us. I think Bethesda, Bethesda? has some shit to show us. <laughs> okay. And I think Microsoft has nothing other than Halo. That's massive, in my opinion. Sure. I'm trying yeah, to Some people might be, they're going to have the new Horizon game or whatever. And like maybe that's big for you. And I know that is a big game. Oh, um, Forza? So I'm, yeah, Forza. That's the one. Yeah. Well, it's Forza Horizon? Yeah, I don't know. Horizon yeah, I know Zero you mean, for the Xbox. <laughs> That's what, I <laughs> thought you were saying that. I was like, that would be massive. Are you kidding me? Um, but so, I understand what you mean. Go on. That's like a game that, that would probably be announced or said something with. But I, I personally am not excited by that. I know other people are. I'm not taking that away from you. I think Halo is going to be a thing that uh, it's going to be. There will be interest in it no matter what. So mm-hmm. like even if it's not like <laughs> people are happy with it, there's still interest with it. Right. Um, yeah. But I think they'll show it and we'll be happy with it because they know they can't do that again. And, and and we talked before about how they have to protect Halo and they have to make sure that Halo doesn't fall apart this time. Yes. Uh, this isn't one of my predictions because I feel like this is just a little too obvious. I think we're going to see Halo and I think we're going to get a release date. Did yeah, you say we need to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, or at least an update on the development. Because, I mean, I don't think it would be totally crazy for them to say, hey, we're actually... Ugh, I'm saying this, but like I don't know if I believe it. Like, I don't know if it would be entirely out of the question for them to say hey this still isn't done because of covid because of whatever other reasons we're pushing this back still yeah i yeah i don't think that i think that would be risky to say like we need even more time with this but um you know I, yeah i do think i don't know th- this this might just be me living in a uh a, a world of things are getting better again i don't know if covid's yeah. the excuse anymore <laughs> Uh, it depends on I don't know I don't know what the situation is like for people who used to work in offices like going back to being in in person versus like remote so I'm not entirely sure but I don't know and and the re- and the reason I say that is because I, I I do think like like obviously like COVID messed w- with stuff in, in like it it pushed a lot of things back changed a lot of like releases and and corporate structures and everything like that yeah. But this game was supposed to come out last year. You cannot tell me that COVID pushed back this game and it yeah. being the sole reason this game was pushed back for a whole year. It, it's got like that. That would be a red flag to dysfunction in this project that I just don't think you can recover from. Put like unless you scrap that's the whole true. game, like eventually it's going to be like putting more tape on a game that's not great to begin with. Um, it, again, I, I hope I'm wrong. I know that's a negative right, but at that view point, of it, but like. At that point, it's you might as well just this put year. it out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. If, if it's like, well, this isn't going to be good no matter what we do. Like, well, sorry. Yeah, yeah I think right. <laughs> I think it's, I thought I read this, that it's the most expensive game ever made. So <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we're going to see. Be good. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, ooh. yeah, dude, if, if that's the case, we were comparing it to Xbox 360 games. <laughs> like, that's mm. rough. So we'll mm. see. Uh, I got a prediction about Microsoft. Can I hit you with it? Sure. 
uh, I know you said that you don't think that they're going to have much, but um, I think they're going to announce Psychonauts 2 for later this year. Yeah, yeah, I... I, don't, I think they could do that, too, but I also think that's something that is, A, eminent, because didn't people already, like, pre-download it in some cases? <laughs> uh, there was, like, a, a it, went, it went up for, like, a second, and then, yeah. And that's also, to me, not a, as big of a mic drop moment, because, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that's an Xbox exclusive. I think it is. They own... Psychonauts, a uh, body pillow. Nope. That's not what you want. Cause is that double fine? Mm-hmm. Do they own I thought they do they own double fine? Um, it's coming out for uh PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. And they do own it. Um, but it's not a console exclusive. Yeah, okay. Uh well either way, I still think they'll hit yeah, get yeah, the release yeah. date. Yeah. But is that still like a, a mic drop announcement that that you'd want? No, no, no. I mean, like, I think for it to be a mic drop announcement, it has to be like, is this bigger than Halo? Because Halo is the standard for what is going to be announced and talked about by Microsoft. So do I think Psychonauts 2 is going to be bigger than Halo? No. So is that a mic drop? No. Do I think Bethesda talking about Starfield is bigger than Halo? Yeah, because we like, I think there's more interest in Starfield than Halo because we don't know much about Starfield. Um I don't know. I don't. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see Elder Scrolls six or like get a title or something like that? We might. Uh, I think I think the, the thing that uh, Bethesda will steal the show with is going to be Starfield. I think that's an easy yeah. one. Not only look at the, the promo for their conference. You could tell me you could tell me today they're releasing this game in November. It's going to be an Xbox exclusive. It's going to, um, uh, you know, be headlining the conference. Uh, and if they show me gameplay, that's awesome. That will be the talk of E3. I, you yeah. know, like you can see, you can spoil everything except showing me the gameplay. And if you show it to me and it's awesome, that's going to be the thing that people are going to talk about this E3 for. So I think that's what they're going to do. But I also think they, I don't know if they, they're going to use this as a plan to announce all of their like exclusives, like, like Wolfenstein only for Xbox. Like, I don't think they're going to do that because that's going to make yeah. people more mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also think, like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to hear. Uh, you said we have 90 minutes of uh, Bethesda? Yeah, 90 minutes. Uh, there's a lot with in ZeniMax. So, like, I don't know if we're going to hear from all of these projects. I think right, we're right. Gonna hear. I think we're going to hear a lot about Starfield just because that's the one that seems to be having all sorts of rumors and and whatever about it uh but like i don't know if we're gonna see elder scrolls i don't know if we're gonna see we might get the title for elder scrolls 6 other other than just what that is you know might get that subtitle but um other than that it it starts to feel for me like those wild expectations you know like when when people have these wish lists that are just like insane where it's like we're gonna hear about this and this and this and this like "Mm, i don't think that's gonna be like they have to time it out you know yeah, so 
there are very few conferences that actually turned out to be like that. I remember when they re- when they revealed Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake that year for PlayStation. That was yeah. one of the years like it was like everything you'd want in a press conference. They did in fact release, and you're like, this is amazing. But right. that was such a, a rarity, and not only that, but everything in that conference that like it took a while for it to come out. Like that's when they said Last Guardian would come out. Was Death Stranding at that conference? Final Fantasy. Uh, it was like a huge. It was just a huge. Yeah. Like everything was like set at that one. Um, but uh, yeah. Again, all they need to do is talk about Halo and Starfield, and that will be a success. If Starfield well, is awesome, and that's the thing. It's like th- th- you don't need to do a lot. You just need to show good stuff. And and I think that they are set up in a place to be successful. What it, it depends on what they've got, though. So who knows? I mean, I'm sure it's, that we'll get like some Fallout 76 expansion announcement as well but i know i know this is like still not like this is this is about like a a a sony thing and i know sony is not like going to be at um at uh, e3 e3 technically but what if they just came out and for their direct all they said was uh yeah and you can now download cyberpunk on a playstation 4 and that's all they said (laughs) a playstation 4 place oh yeah gotcha do you think do you think i know cd project red doesn't have a spot but they partnered with xbox didn't they last uh, two years ago last year uh two years ago yo unless you've cured cancer cd project red should not show its face at e3 this year you know what i mean like you gotta uh, yeah. you gotta steer clear of any kind of attention that could be viewed poorly because right now they are in a, a treading water thing and the only thing i want to hear from you is that you fix cyberpunk or you are doing something else like I, I think they the less they say the better i guess i my question is do you think that because i think they would have to say, hey, we've got this huge update that is going to be bigger than the first update, which was already, I think, 8,000 words, which is a crazy amount of words for a patch note slash update. Uh, like, that's insane. Um, I mean, it needed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I think they say, okay, this update is even bigger and the Xbox Series X PS5 will be ready at on this date. I think that's the only sort of presentation they yeah. could give. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and also it's... I, I, just, yeah, it's I think also Microsoft, like, they gotta be careful about partnering too much with, with CD <laughs> Projekt Red. That's the thing. Red. I think no one wants to hang out with them because even if they say, like, I know that was two things, uh, saying, hey, we've got the update and hey, we've got the next-gen update or current-gen update, I guess. Um, it sounds like a lot of promises, CD Projekt Red. Are you sure you can handle that, too? Ooh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, that's that's legit uh, i have one more i have one more prediction here uh, i don't i don't know how many more you have uh every so often i was talking to elena about this every so often there are games that come out or like that are marketed as like this one's for the gamers so like cyberpunk <laughs> is one of those you know what i mean where yeah. they're like this is for the gamers uh elden ring also for the gamers and i don't have any real interest in this game i mean like I'll probably play it when it comes out. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to hear anything from Elden Ring uh, at E3. I don't know if that's. Sh- yeah, I, that's- I don't. I don't know much about Elden Ring, so like I've not been following like whether people think there's going to be news on it or not. But I think they're just going to keep sort of radio silence on that guy. Yeah, I, it, it'll be interesting. I feel like it. It would be a. a, a- good time for them to say something about that if they do in fact have something because that is um uh from soft and george railroad martin right yep 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I maybe call call me burned by uh, Game of Thrones, but I I just don't have any hope that a project he's going to work on is going to come out in a timely fashion. Um, That's true. Is a uh, but band? It's published by Bandai Namco, though, isn't it? Or do they self publish? I, I I do not know the answer to that. Because I think Bandai Namco has a slot. I don't know if they've announced like when it's going to be, but yeah, they they do have a slot. So. I feel like Bandai Namco comes up when you start up a Souls game, but I don't know if Elden Ring is to the good. I mean, you really hope that they they would have something pretty big. Yeah, it look yeah, publisher Bandai Namco, so they would. So that would be great if they did. That would make sense. You would hope that uh, it could be uh, you know taken up by one of the 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 bigger companies. I guess Xbox maybe. What if Xbox did in fact um, come up with um, uh, not necessarily exclusivity, but like the focus of their conference would be on Elden Ring and halo and that that'd be pretty cool um that'd be a good place for it um but when was what was the last game that from software released was it um sekiro sekiro and that came out what 2018 2019 i i I got my wisdom teeth pulled out and i bought sekiro because i needed a video game to play because i didn't know what it was because uh, yeah. everyone's like, it's a ninja game. I was like, yeah, I'll play Sekiro. And then I started <laughs> it up. Literally, I didn't know. I did no research on this. It came out the weekend I got my wisdom teeth out. Uh, did no research on it at all, other than like, yeah, I'll play a, I'll play a ninja game. And I started up, and it's like from software. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, this is not More a good game to play when you get life. your teeth out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think. It's going to come out then specifically like it won't come out this year. I don't think it, there's no, no way no, it no. Can. two years after Sekiro. I don't think that will happen. Um, and for a new property and a new thing like that, I mean, may, they might have a trailer with something happening in it. But like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's I've heard so little about this, but, you know, maybe it's like all those NPCs in Dark Souls. That's like, ah, I'm in here, aren't you? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you yeah. also, I don't know, like, what, what are they going to show? Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I, I think that's a good prediction um, because I think that's a safe prediction because I don't yeah. I, I think it'd be risky to say that, hey, they're coming out with Elden Ring. It's kind of a release date and show a trailer because I, I don't know if that's happening. Well, and there's been so much like. Talk about Elden again, Elden Ring is one of those games that like the gamers are hungry for and I just yeah. don't care. Uh, I mean, I, I'll play when it comes out, probably, but you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i, I, just, I i'm not say, plugged like, in i don't know if they have like multiple teams or anything but it's pretty impressive that bloodborne came out in 2015 dark souls 3 came out in 2016 and then sekiro came out in 2019 i mean those are like the like they crank them out yeah those are three very different games oh yeah you oh, know yeah. um so you know, maybe maybe they will. It will be something that that could surprise us and be released sooner rather than later. But I, I think I don't think I think the safe prediction and a good prediction is that we're not going to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, that, that I went safe with that one just because it's like, I well, I have one more What do the gamers want? Yeah, what's yours? Yeah, what do the gamers want? Um, it's about Square Enix. Okay. Oh, Final are, Fantasy you think we're gonna hear Yeah, part two. Will not be announced for the xbox one or series x okay uh part two is do you mean like just the because right now it's still quote unquote an exclusive to sony yeah i don't think we're going to hear a single thing about it going to xbox 
I would say that's probably accurate. Because, like, a lot of people were speculating, oh, it'll be a year exclusivity, it'll be whatever. But I, I feel like with this release of the in, in, not in, is it Integrate? They changed the name of it, but I only know it um, as Integrate. Yeah, w- when they have the the new the Yuffie DLC, um, I feel like like that would be an interesting time to then announce like the next thing for for Microsoft. But it, mm-hmm. I, you're not even hearing about when that would be. Yeah, I know that Square has sort of like dipped its toes in the like exclusivity stuff with both i think uh i it yep. might they might i don't know if they've ever done it with microsoft i feel like they have they did with uh, uh what's that game uh tomb raider oh yeah oh 100 totally so yeah, yeah I, I don't know like i don't know what they're up to in terms of that but i would say that it's probably a safe bet that final fantasy 7 remake is not going to be there probably anytime soon uh, which is a shame because I mean, like, you know, let the people play the games. But I guess it sort of is what it is. Uh, I have still not finished it. The the PS Five version comes out soon, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, two weeks, three I, weeks? I, I I hope it, I would be so disappointed if you could not get your save over there. I will never play that DLC unless I can get my save over there. Oh yeah, uh, I yeah. Hey Justin, <laughs> yeah. If I can't, oh. That would probably be it. That would be and like what sucks is like <laughs> I like it. I like Final Fantasy VII. I like yeah. the rem- like the what, what they're doing with it. Um, yeah, but that prediction sounds right. Do you think we're gonna hear about part two at this at E three? No, I, I I don't think we're gonna hear about part two for quite some time. Um, I think it's one thing to do like the integrate addition to it, but a whole yeah. new story because I, I don't want to. The, the it's not as simple as saying we're putting in disc two of final fantasy seven right because it, it's you said that it's like starts to make faces at you like hey this is gonna be different strap in yeah right? and and i think that's awesome i just think that that means a, you can't just go off the source material not like i'm just saying they copy and paste it updated graphics clearly they didn't do that clearly with the, not, with the right. remake but it's the direction they can go is just so open and i'm excited mm-hmm. to see that i just don't think it's going to be like a Oh, a year down the road kind of thing yeah that, that, that makes that makes sense i i probably agree with you like from what i've heard again i haven't played the first final fantasy 7 uh this is like a sixth of it <laughs> so like we're gonna be playing this like the, we're gonna see, be seeing the concluding if they're gonna stick with the like story exactly we're gonna see the concluding moments of this in 2050 like <laughs> it's just it's gonna take yeah, and, a minute and let me let's just say the final boss of the remake uh you don't fight till the end of the game in the original so oh really how did that happen mm, interesting okay i i should play that it's really I joked, good man i it's joked one, when one they, of my favorite i know i joked when they did the um when they announced that intergrade was coming out with a ps5 version in june i was like <laughs> I won't get to it till then. And here we are. <laughs> and yeah, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to play it. It's just been swallowed up by the ever growing list of titles constantly coming out. Like I, I'll play that instead of Ratchet and Clank. How's that? That hurts me, but I totally respect it. And it's probably going to be a better game than Ratchet and Clank. Uh, but I mean, Ratchet and Clank seems good. It's just, you're going to play it and I'm going to live it vicariously through you because here's here. When I finish, if I ever play Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart, my reaction is going to be like, yeah, that was good, which 
I'm going to probably get from you. Like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I will give you sense. a very, like, tempted response. And I'm, I'm sure it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. It's just not, it's not what I would probably at the end of the year look at be like, this is my game of the year. Where, like, right. Final Fantasy VII was a game I loved and was in, a, I forget, I think it was in my top half. Two. It had to be. It was my number, it was number two. two. Okay, good. Then, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I loved it. Yeah. Um, it's coming out right next to your birthday, isn't it? That, it is. But I don't yeah. know if I'll play that, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing. There's other stuff right now that I got to get through. But. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like going back. Especially yeah. if my save doesn't go over. I'm going to be, Justin, with all these E3 predictions. And again, we are saying E3 as a catch-all for like Summer Games Fest and yeah. other announcements, whatever. Uh, this is going to be one of those podcasts that's either going to hold up just fine or like immediately be like outdated. <laughs> yeah, and but everyone, we are recording this uh, on Monday the 31st. So the world could be completely different by then. So Literally, by the time you an, listen to this. In an hour, Nintendo's going to be like, Super Switch, Breath of the Wild 2, Mario Odyssey 2, Metroid 4, whatever else people want really bad. Uh, Mario Kart 9 for some reason. Uh, can I Real quick, can I talk about Mario Kart 9? People were on Twitter were yeah. being like, people, I mean, we all have our fun, crazy gaming predictions. Justin, I think you and I are bad at podcasts because we don't have wild and zany predictions for what's going to be happening <laughs> here. We like are we had very like realistic predictions, I think. Um, but like a bunch of people were saying like, yo, we're going to get Mario Kart 9. And I don't think so because Mario Kart 8 is still selling like ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> yeah like every time because i think anytime anyone buys a switch they get animal crossing uh and mario kart like those are the two that you know people who are new to games are going to pick up because they're easy to get you know easy to wrap your head around so like there's no reason at least in my opinion and again cut this in a week when i'm wrong but there's no reason for mario kart 9 to happen <laughs> it's just yeah, I don't think it is. I, I, I'm pretty sure like uh, the the all these companies we're talking about are actually just listening, going to listen to this podcast. They're like in our internet, right, somehow listening yeah, to yeah, this, yeah. and they're just going to whatever we are said. They're going to just like you know, actually, we're not going to be talking about Starfield. <laughs> gotcha. Can you imagine? Can you imagine so if if like for the Bethesda conference they were like, yeah, we I mean we got some games. You know, we're working on Starfield, we're working on. Elder Scrolls. Let's let's talk. I'm Todd Howard, and it was like no, there was no <laughs> gameplay. No, uh, let's talk about Fallout 76. How's that? <laughs> that oh what? no! Make you guys happy? <gasps> oh um, no! Apparently it's good now, but I didn't play it before, and I'm not going to play it now. So my backlog is still too big. It seems like a Justin game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know it does. I love Fallout. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird <laughs> enough, but well, hey, thanks for listening to episode 45 of Hitbox, a podcast about. You know what? Throwback. All things video games, past, present, and future. Today we're focusing on the oh, future. Wow. Yeah, I know of of gaming with E3 and uh, other other industry events. If you have any thoughts about E3, or if you completely agree with us, disagree with us, or have any predictions, we'd love to hear about them. You can tweet at us or send us DMs at Hitbox Pod on Twitter, or you can send us emails at Hitbox Official Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Show this show to a friend if you feel so inclined. That would mean a whole lot to us. Justin, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, uh, you should watch The Last Dance if you haven't. It's pretty good. Okay, Justin, I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when? Justin, when? When am I going to do this? Uh, you can do it while you're trying to get the platinum in name game. Okay, sure. Uh, near replicant. Uh, I, 
I don't want to give you. Gonna be honest, that was a hard sorry. one to just podcast through. Oh yeah, you you'd said that I think last week or the week before. Yeah, but, you had to think about that fishing mini game. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. See you later. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs>